This is the John Oakley Show podcast. There are some uh, schools that have now decided they're going to go into a virtual realm and online and so on and so forth. Andrew Clark, by the way, is a director of the comedy writing and performance program up at Humber College, as well as a contributing writer for the Globe and Mail, an award-winning journalist, screenwriter, and author. And he's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon. So, Andrew, uh, good afternoon, first of all, up at Humber. Uh, Any thoughts of maybe going online? Well, I mean, um, I think every college and university is is looking at that possibility. Like, I can't speak for the administration here, but one thing that that all colleges and universities have at at a moment anyway is a lot of online uh, that happens anyway. Uh, So I think a lot of colleges and universities in Ontario would be prepared if they had to to deliver a lot of things online. Most universities, every single course has an online component, um, even if it's delivered in a classroom or or otherwise. So, you know, we'd go on a case-by-case basis. I think that the colleges and the universities are, are kind of going day-to-day like everybody else, uh, waiting to get their directive from uh, healthcare uh, leaders and, and the government. All right. Uh, so no word yet at Humber. But let me ask no. you, because uh, while you are, you know, a journalist, screenwriter and author, uh, in a large measure, I understand that this is, you know, itinerant or part time work or self-employment uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, have you thought through what happens? I mean, if this thing is prolonged and uh, it's impacting, you know, your career, uh, is the government stepping up to the plate and doing enough to help you? I mean, they, they sense that, uh, you know, a billion dollars might be enough yesterday in their pronouncement, but everybody's sort of sneering at that now. Well, when you look at it, a billion dollars, I think 500 million of that was provided to the provinces sort of for critical health care systems. A lot of it was already dedicated. I think in, in all, only about 17 million is going to changes to unemployment insurance, um, which isn't much at all. When you look at uh, for people who work in the gig economy or artists or, or self-employed period, uh, you know, extending uh, sickness benefits, temporary changes to the uh, who's eligible for unemployment insurance, that kind of thing would be a benefit to those people because theaters are going to close, cinemas are going to close. I mean, there was a time when you could get rid of your Hamilton tickets, tickets to Hamilton for a real profit. Now you you can't get rid of them for love or money. So those are the things the government could have done. And I'm not sure, I would, you know, I think most people were pretty unimpressed by the one billion figure. I mean, in 2008, uh, the Harper government instituted, I think, $18 billion in 2009 and 2010, uh, $1.5 billion of that in EI benefits. So that's a, that's a much bigger stimulus uh, sort of package that was delivered. And yet the finance minister, Bill Morneau, is coming out with his budget uh, in just over two weeks' time on the 30th. <laughs> I mean, do you think uh, we can all wait around for the 30th? I mean, this thing could be calamitous by then. I, I, under, I honestly I agree 100 percent. I mean, what is he waiting for? What's he going to know in two weeks? Um, you know, they need to introduce an economic and fiscal. They need to basically throw it out and do it again and do it again right. I mean, I think they need to spend at least $10 billion on the current situation probably in order to, you know, avoid significant uh, hardship for everybody and in- including a lot of long-term um, uh, financial problems. I mean, what about 
low interest or spe- a special fund to help industries that are adversely affected. And that could be uh, hotel, the, ho- the, the, the travel industry. Uh, you think about all the things that are going to be closed. We did the same. We did that for the auto sector during the financial cr- crisis of 2008. It's time for us to think about that now, I think. Yeah, I think that $10 billion might even be light uh, in the context of yeah, what you cited. at and, least $10 billion, yeah. And the gig economy that shifted things now where a lot of people are, you know, kind of living uh, by their means and their own resources on a daily basis. So, uh, you know, and by the way, when you teach the comedy performance program up at Humber, I'm thinking, you know, there's another one. You cited cinemas, uh, the comedy clubs. Who's going to go? I mean, the guy's going to literally maybe be dying up there. Oh dear! I hope not. But uh, but you're right. I mean, this is. I mean, you know, they're they're the comedy clubs are going to be putting out on social media that you know, like every other establishment, they're doing a lot more cleaning. They're providing hand sanitizer. So they're taking all these precautions. But I think that um, there's an overall absence of sort of pertinent information that people are feeling, and they look at places like Italy or, you know, uh, South Korea that are struggling, or Iran, which we don't know much about, except that it's hitting them pretty hard. And I think people feel like they're just watching a tidal wave roll in. Now, what it's going to do, again, we don't know. We're kind of waiting for direction. I think, in general, the country's done pretty well with this in terms of controlling the virus. But I think there's a fear that, like, I think it was F. Scott Fitzgerald said how, how he went broke was gradually, then suddenly. I think there's a fear uh, just an overall fear that is percolating, and then there's rumors, and everything just starts to get out of hand. Yeah, and kind of a tipping point, uh, and it unravels everything. By the way, uh, Andrew Clark's with us. He's a contributing writer for The Globe and Mail, and uh, he also follows the entertainment beat as a journalist, a screenwriter, and author. You know, Tom Hanks being diagnosed in Australia, and the announcement came out late last night, he and his wife, in some ways... Uh, can you see this as being maybe uh, an important threshold or a, a watershed uh, kind of moment? Because celebrity influencers, you know, when it's Tom Hanks, it's like, whoa, uh, hang on. You know, or even the prime minister's wife being tested now, although the results haven't come in to confirm. But Hanks has had the test and it's confirmed. Maybe an important development because in, in a way he's a de facto influencer. Well, I think that what it did, and it happened like in quick succession, I saw that the NBA was suspending the season, and then Tom Hanks had has the the COVID-19. So it sort of all hit at once, and I do think so, because what it gets is it gets people saying, well, if the NBA is suspended play, why am I doing X, or why aren't we doing Y? And no one has stepped in and said, you know, this is our strategy. We are attempting to control the spread of this uh, virus by these methods. In Britain, for example, their methodology seems to be to really encourage people to wash their hands, to sort of self-regulate, and they seem to think that that's one way to slow it down. But I think we're just kind of missing that communication uh, from, you know, higher up, uh, and we need that, or else the, the worst thing you can have, I think, in this situation is is people distrusting uh, the people in charge, uh, because then you you again it just leads to hoarding and all sorts of wasted energy. And and you know honestly, it's the epidemiologists and the doctors and the researchers who are the ones who really know what's going on. We just need them, hopefully, to be able to articulate to the rest of us so we can keep trusting them and do what's going to work. Absolutely. It's a matter of credibility. On that point, it's well taken. Andrew, I appreciate your weighing in this afternoon. Stay healthy. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much, John. Take care. You got an Andrew Clark, contributing writer for The Globe and Mail. He also is the director of the Comedy Writing and Performance Program up at Humber College. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. 
be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 